Welcome to Beyond the Shadows on the Mike Rickstecker Audio Journey on MikeRickstecker.com. Welcome, everybody, to Beyond the Shadows. I'm author and ghost story, and I'm Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, Shauna Wankel, our chat navigator from Edge of the Rabbit Hole and a fantastic writer in her own right. Two rights for the price of one. <laughs> she rolls her eyes every time I say that, but I think I've been saying it every Beyond the Shadows episode. <laughs> um, so, And you will have to excuse her, people, when she does look at her phone and do those chatty things during the show because... She's our chat shenanigator, so she's shenanigating the chat during the show. I know it looks weird sometimes, but that's the deal. So somebody said something in our comments, uh, I think on our last Beyond the Shadows upload. So no, just got to throw the well, disclaimer out there. Yeah, so maybe that person wants to be the shenanigator, and I can look up at the camera all night. We're always willing to take volunteers. Anybody wants to volunteer for you know helping out with Honor Road Media? We're on it. Also, just to uh, remind everybody, we threw this out there during Edge of the Rabbit Hole. We need to mention on Beyond the Shadows real quick before we get into our topic of Bachelor's Grove Cemetery and the surrounding area, which we explored this this past weekend. So we just hit 15,000 subscribers on the Hunter Road Media YouTube channel. It's awesome. It's a a big goal. Um, So we are doing a fantastic giveaway for that. Uh, Vanessa Hogle has contributed one of her books to that giveaway. Our guest tonight at Edge of the Rabbit Hole, Christopher Rondina, is uh, adding in his new Sleepy Hollow book to that, which actually goes into the uh, history and origins of the Headless Hessian Soldier, uh, which is really, really cool. If you missed that Edge of the Rabbit Hole episode, you need to check that out too on uh, youtube.com slash media. I'm throwing in the first two Encounters books as well as a signed print. So throwing in all kinds of goodies here for 15000 The goal is 20000 by the end of the year. We do that, we're going to throw in all kinds of great goodies. So there we go. That's what's going on. Now let's actually get into the topic of... There's Tim Schoen. He wants me to do it. All right, all right, all right. We need to. Because this episode of Beyond the Shadows is brought to you by Hunt Road Roast. It helps you hunt ghosts. Got to plug our own shit here. So that's the coffee. That's the coffee. We got ghosts. You got Ichabod Cranium. And we're ready for the show. So, Bachelor's Grove Cemetery. Unfortunately, Shauna won't be able to talk a lot of specifics about Bachelor's Grove because she had to work this weekend, so she was not up there at the Chicago Ghost Conference hosted by Ursula Bilski. Um, Tom McNicholas was there, like, from second one. I pulled in Tom standing, like, right there. <laughs> and uh, so that was uh, that was pretty awesome. I think, um, okay. So, Hello? Are... Okay. Hello. All right, we're good. All right, hang on. I gotta, I gotta we're meet good. you guys. Hang on. So, oh, there's a put on hold. Yeah, let me put on hold. Okay. So for whatever reason, it picked up immediately on the call instead of putting on hold. It's supposed to put on hold by default. Technical difficulties. That's all right. So, all right, just hang out there. That was Nick. So, what was I in the middle of saying? Tom was right there, right when I showed up, but. I uh, had this invitation to go out with them afterward because on my way out, I was headed out to Ohio to stop by Bachelors Grove Cemetery, a very historic haunted cemetery uh, with the uh, legend there, of course, of, and we'll bring it up here, the Madonna of Bachelors Grove. It's one of the most famous ghost photos 
uh, around, uh, which has made this one of the most uh, famous cemeteries in America. Uh, this was taken in the early 1990s during uh, one of Ghost Research Society's paranormal investigations, Dale Kazmierk, who uh, has that up, and I, off the top of my head, I forget the woman's name who took the photo, uh, but this was taken at that cemetery uh, during one of their investigations, and so a lot of people go to that cemetery now. Uh, when we showed up, there were actually a lot of people there, so uh, what I do want to do is bring on Tom and Nick. Um, and to kind of go over some of the things that, um, that, that we talked about, that we saw, that um, I still have a rabbit hole bar up here, that uh, we explored. We did a lot of exploring there uh, within the area. So it was a very, very cool experience. Uh, it's really sad that Shauna could not be there, but um, yeah, it, was, it was me, Tom McNicholas, Mick, Nick Moulet, uh, Eric Klein was out there with us from Paranormal Endeavors and uh, his new lady friend, Angela. So it was a nice little crew that we had out there. And um, it was very, very interesting because when we got there, the mist just suddenly started rising. It was a perfectly clear weekend, the entire weekend, and the mist started rising when we got there. So um, I'm going to bring these guys on. I don't know if Tom is out there as well. Um, I think it was just... I think it was just Nick so far, but uh, we can we can start with Nick because Nick knows a lot of the history and backstory at Bachelors Grove. We got a lot of photos to uh, to show and some show and tell. So this will be a this will be a fun episode. Uh, when this ends up going on YouTube, I'm gonna mix in some of that uh, some of those video clips as well. So, all right. So, all right. Uh, you guys there with us? Yeah, we got the Uh Yes, yeah, we're here. All right. So I guess we have you both on the line. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I managed to merge the calls with uh, Tom and yours. Okay, great, great. So Tom yeah. McNicholas and Nick Moulet are both on the line with us. Um, so I've shown the uh, the audience the uh, the photo of the Madonna that was taken there, and right. you know that that stone is still there. So I guess we can. What I do want to start with is our way into that area is on a road, and Nick, you're t you're talking a lot of the history of this particular road that leads back to the cemetery and how it used to be the uh, the old highway. That's the wrong uh, button. Yeah, that's the correct highway. Yeah, so tell us about yeah, this I old mean, road. I think, so for those who are listening right now, the uh, pathway that, that we were walking to uh, on the way to Bachelors Grove, uh, some people know, most people don't, but the, the path that we were walking on was actually the original road, which was right next to where the cemetery was. Um, it definitely operated, uh, went operated for, I guess, maybe for good, I'm just guessing maybe 40 or 50 years, but especially throughout the 20s and 30s, which is where actually the later ghost stories of ghost cars came from. And for I guess probably because of the new highway that was eventually built, they just simply abandoned the uh, original highway. And to this day, it's parts of it still obviously remains, but obviously nobody uses that as a drive, uh, a normal roadway anymore. Right, right. The front of it's blocked well, off, but it's easy to, to walk around. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tom. It's easy to walk around. You, of course, you can't drive on it anymore, but yeah, you could still walk on it though, which that kind of made it almost like the official pathway to Bachelors Grove Cemetery. Right, and so well, they still use the path for 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 like lawn equipment and all that other stuff. That still goes down that pathway in the right. police department. I'll still go down that pathway all the time. Most of the time, though, it's usually on. But I'm 
I mean, I mean, automobile wise, they only use it's it's impassable through for a car. Right, but you you said that uh, people do see ghost cars down here on occasion. Yes, that is actually one of the uh, ghost stories associated with Batchers Grove. Um, a lot of people will see a lot of like old Model Ts, so like a lot of cars from the late 19 teens, 20s, early 30s, and they'll usually see them down at a distance, usually a, uh, much further down where the pathway is. And some of the, the way how they are, are said to occur are rather unusual. Sometimes they say they see them just cross right in front of them, not, not in front of them, but like, from where one section of the forest is to the other, so they they actually kind of drive into like uh, into the forest area, even when there was no road at all in that those areas. Interesting. And in the photo I have up, you guys can kind of see the mist hanging in the air that was just forming when uh, when we walked in there, which I thought was was pretty interesting. All of a sudden, here's this this mist, and it had been perfectly clear all weekend, but it was like right as we were headed there, which um, I know you guys are making remarks about that too. Yeah, I mean, for me, that was one of the most amazing things I think I've ever seen, especially going at Bachelor's Grove. I mean, Tom, I'm sure you would agree with that, right? Tommy there? We lose Tom? I think we lost Tom. Yeah, I guess we lost Tom. So, um, well, Tom, you can uh, you can call straight in with the with the number I gave you, and we'll go ahead and, and we'll pick the call up on our end. Uh, we can have multiple callers, so that's not a problem. Uh, he just he just messaged me. He said he was disconnected, so I'm gonna call right. him again. So okay, I get him back in. Hang that, on one that's second. That's fine. You can try to do that, or he can call directly. I'll answer this question right here from uh, Lindsay Haynes Tolley. She says uh, or asks, so that would be described as residual seeing a car. So I guess Shauna, you would probably say that was would be a residual. That's what I would call it. Because yeah, you've seen ghost cars before. I've seen before. a ghost car before. Yeah. yeah. And usually that's the energy captured on the road and something is kicking it off to replay. That's, I mean, really a, a place like that, stone tape theory, if it's somehow recorded and trapped in that pavement or within some of the um, uh, elements within that pavement, we're not really sure what kicks it off to make it play. But, um, yeah, that would be resistant. All right, we got Tom back. We got Tom back. All right, all right. So yeah, I don't know what happens. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It's ha it you know it's technology for you. So so that was the road. Now yeah. we went into Bachelors Grove, and you know there were quite a few people there uh, in the cemetery because it's a pretty popular spot. But uh, this is the stone. Um, and you can see the the lattice work on there. We'll go back real quick to you know, the Madonna, the quote unquote Madonna photo, and you can see this is the stone that she was sitting on. It's the only one that looks like that. So what have you guys noticed about this stone over the years? Because you're saying there's, you know, it's a, it's a little different from back in the day. I, I guess there's one of the trees is no longer there and things like that. Well, obviously there's something missing, which is the name. There right. is no name associated to that stone. So uh, it could be part of one of the other, you know, stones that got kind of tipped over, cracked in half, and someone probably could have carried it away. But obviously, if that photograph was taken almost, what, 30-some years ago? Uh, it was taken back uh, in uh, 1991. 91? Okay, yeah, 91, it was almost 30 years ago. Yeah. 30 years ago. So um, I would say that more than likely um, it happened sometime even before that, that picture was taken with Madonna because obviously there was no top to the stone back then as well. 
So we don't know if the Madonna is actually associated to the person that's buried in that grave. Right, right. And uh, Mar- Marcellus Walensky is making an interesting comment here about uh, how it used to be overgrown and wild there. Um, and I guess it's been just recent that they've um, that they've kind of cleaned this cemetery up the last few years because it used to be kind of uh, a, a trick to uh, work your way through there with how high the grass would be right. and weeds growing up and things like that. That's correct. I mean, up until a few years ago, the cemetery was really exposed to the elements. I mean, I would say probably in the last four or five years, um, that I think it's when they really started cleaning up and cutting a lot of the uh, weeds and grass down. And, and I have to say, when we got there, you know, a few days ago, it's probably the cleanest I think I've ever seen for Bachelors Grove. Yeah, it did look pretty clean. And I uh, just want to mention that Eric Klein is down in the uh, in the chat, so he was with us this past weekend. Uh, <laughs> we had a uh, we had a pretty good time. So, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tom's yeah. private investigation. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned about Tom's <laughs> private investigations. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That that made that made our uh, our video of uh, mature rating right there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So in theory, it was specified as a, as a comment, but we didn't actually say the words. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in a little bit because we we did venture away from the cemetery. Uh, Lindsay Tully is asking if we felt anything spooky. Uh, we'll kind of get into that here in a little bit. Uh, certainly, the the fog gave that uh, that mist kind of gave that uh, ambiance. So now there are a number of other headstones around the cemetery, not just this one. Um, and I'm not going to show all the photos that I took and get on my you know Facebook for that. And I'll, I'll be posting some of that stuff up on Instagram. But this is an interesting one with the infant daughter. And people have been leaving a number of different tokens. And Shauna, I know you would probably you know really connect with this one. And just you know, you know you're already kind of feeling sad over here. Yeah. Yeah. Shauna really connects with. Yeah. Shauna would have Shauna would have picked up on it right away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Shauna connects with those types yeah, of Yeah, especially spirits. the energy around it. I missed it. There it is. So um, how long has this been going on with uh, with the infant daughter? They've been doing this for, for a long time, or is this more, more recent that people have been doing this sort of thing? Well, it's been – they've been doing that ever since uh, I can remember. Um, I mean, I haven't been out there uh, – the first time I went out there was like – five years ago and before that was back in the 70s <laughs> when, when you wouldn't even recognize the same place. Uh, but when I first went out there, there was a lot of weeds and a lot of trickery going on around the, around the area. And like I was describing to you, I said you could barely walk when you went down that path where it stopped and, and, the, uh, and that little creek was there. And they supposedly had a bridge that crossed over to that. And then we had to kind of walk across the creek to the other side. Now, we've been back in that area many times, but we have never located or even seen so much as what we saw that day that you were there. So definitely. Did we lose him again? I think we lost Tom again. I just noticed he just got <laughs> cut off. Yeah, yeah, he cut <laughs> off mid-sentence. So, I mean, Tom can try to dial straight in. So um, maybe we'll give him a message Here. about that. I'll see if I can try to. I'll, I'll, I'll get him again. It worked the first time. Right. I'll get him back on again. All right. 
So um, Gordon Fisher has a comment here. I believe it was Dale Kaczmarek's group that took the photo back in 91. Yeah, he was leading a uh, investigation out there in 91, uh, Ghost Research Society. We've had Dale on the show before, and you've, you've investigated with him before, and he's pretty good. Yeah, he's, he's really good to investigate with uh, just because he takes it really seriously, you know? Yeah. Um, that's what I really like about it. I mean, it's supposed to be fun, you know? Oh, I got but, it back. <laughs> but he's he's pretty serious. I'm so sorry. No, not a problem. Not a problem. We were just so talking about, about yeah, we were just talking about uh, Dale Kazmarek because somebody had, had mentioned the uh, the photo and yeah, I mean Dale's been doing this since the seventies, like you know over forty years. So, um, right. Yeah. So, uh, Lindsay Tully asking, <laughs> does leaving tokens like the, on the grave like that uh, won't the won't that I guess bind or tie the uh, spirit or ghost to the earth. What do you think, Shauna? I don't know. I mean, I think it's a nice gesture. I don't know if it necessarily, you know, binds them to the earth. I mean, it's they still have question, they still have free will. Um, I don't know if that would maybe. I, I think people do it because they feel sorry for them. They feel bad for them, and they want to give them, you know, especially for a child, they want to give them something to play with. Um, would that cause them then you know to want to stay there at the grave because now they have all these toys? I don't know. Could be, but you know, that's, that's a thing. really good question. What are you going to say, Tom? Sorry, I didn't mean oh, no. to. I'm saying that you, you kind of noticed when you were in the cemetery that it was a calm piece to the cemetery. Yeah. It wasn't like you felt creeped out or anything in the cemetery. Um, generally, you don't you don't get bugs. We never got insect bites inside the cemetery. It's, it, only in the woods and around that pathway going in and out. That that's the real weird part about it. Yeah, that was Absolutely. really that was really interesting. And the first time that I noticed it, I mean, there was the fog in the mist, kind of as we were walking in. But I was doing a I was recording a video. Um, but really, where. I started uh, noticing that was kind of moments later after that grave going down here to this pond that the creek goes into. And I know you were saying that there are some stories about this pond and it is, I mean, maybe part of it's you're off balance, maybe part of it's, you know, it's a creepy looking pond, but you step right out of the, the back part of the cemetery into this pond and there are stories associated with this actually relate to the mob. Correct, correct. It was um, believed that, again, back in the 1920s and 30s, when, you know, um, you know, when, you know, well-known gangsters like Al Capone, you know, who ruled over Chicago with the Prohibition era and, you know, bootleg, you know, bootlegging of alcohol, it was believed that some of his henchmen were known to have uh, actually killed a few of their, their rivals and threw their, their bodies out into the lagoon. And, I have, while it has not been proven that it's the official spot, some people said they actually have found probably a few human remains. But somebody was telling me supposedly there was even a car that was found, but I didn't find any. I didn't find anything about that to be true. But it's definitely possible that probably back in the day they probably used this lagoon as an advantage to hide the evidence. Considering you know this was almost a hundred years ago, they didn't have the you know stuff to identify you know murder victims as we do now. So it was kind of a perfect. It was definitely a very easy spot at that time to hide a body. 
Oh, I bet. Well, yeah, I mean, even more recently, as, as far as the 1966, they found a dead girl in the wooded around Bassler's Grove. And uh, that, I don't even know if they knew, figured out who the girl was. I think it's still an identified girl. It could be related to, to the spirit of the little girl. Who knows? But um, And then there was a, a woman who killed a boyfriend and dumped his body in that little pond. And that was back in, what, 1989, wasn't it? It was I, the... It was, I believe, the late 80s, early 90s, yes. Correct, correct. So there, there's been uh, deaths involved in Bachelor's Grove well after all the supposedly hauntings and all that stuff that's been going on. So, I mean, there's just a bunch of weird people that go out there sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that, that pond seems to have a lot more going on with it than, you know just being a little drainage area there next to the uh to the cemetery um we have a uh, interesting question here this is actually from uh, zippy davis so um he says he's curious when it comes to cemetery uh hauntings the spirits do the spirits tend to stick by graves or they wander what do you think shauna i wouldn't yeah i don't i don't I don't think they stick by their remains, but I think that if enough people visit them, they might be drawn to that energy. Yeah, and we've we've seen that before when we were up here at like Rose Hill, where we started talking about a, a certain family. It was all peaceful and quiet before that, and then all of a sudden, boom! Um, you know, they were there, but you know their their residence had been right down the road. So I mean, they could have just yeah come in from there. Got so. covered by farmland, torn down and covered by farmland, which most places that's usually how they end up right. but uh yeah but uh, they're there the way you can tell that they're there see, i mean it's see a lot about the uh as i'm sure a lot obviously a lot of us know that you know thatcher's grove despite not only being one of the most notorious cemeteries in the country it's also one of the most heavily vandalized and right. as i explained to you mike we were there you know that in the 60s and 70s was when you know most of the vandalism occurred as well as you know uh, thefts of, of gravestones. So it's quite obvious, as I was telling you, the cemetery was much larger prior to, you know, that type of behavior. So I think Correct. maybe, in, in my opinion, is even though there's a pathway throughout the cemetery, there's still always a chance that there's probably several unmarked graves and none of us even realize that we're, you know, walking over yeah. several coffins. And that's probably why sometimes... I heard, I heard that along the... I heard that about the long side of the road that uh, they had found stones on the long side of the road. And I think they, they took some of those stones and actually moved them back into the cemetery area because, of course, you notice that they have, they, they got over 80 bodies buried in that cemetery and they had graves dug, uh, reserved for over 200 people in that cemetery. So it doesn't look like that when you walk in it. I mean, you don't see that many gravestones at all. No, you don't. Yeah, there's supposed to be a lot, a uh, lot more graves than the actual stones. Um, I didn't put all the different uh, headstone photos that I took, but I mean, a lot of them are like this. You have a base. Um, the top of it might be off to the side. You know, there's there's pieces all about. I, I think the one with the uh, with the with the father and the little girl. That's probably the only fully intact stone that's there. Um, everything else is just all and in pieces the, and, and very incomplete. And I don't know, right next to the 
the, the father, the mother, and the little infant uh, grave. There was the most current grave that was built, uh, laid, someone was laid to rest her in the 80s. Yeah, it was um, 1988. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty yeah, recent, I don't, yeah. I don't think you, you, yeah, I don't think you actually saw that grave. It was like, uh, you know where that one uh, indentation was? It looked like it could have been a crypt or something that I said that kind of creeped right, me out right, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it was just right, right on the other side of that is where that other recent grave was. Okay. Huh. Yeah. So definitely a very interesting uh, cemetery, but there's even more beyond that, which uh, our friend Amelia Cotter uh, tried to, uh, you know, tell us, hey, and you guys already knew this stuff. You know, there are, uh, are abandoned, you know, ruins of houses out there in the woods. This photo here is the where those people are and this is kind of you know showing you that yes there are a lot of people that go out there they're on the end of that road that we were looking at earlier there used to be a bridge that went across the creek and picked up on the other side so now within these woods though right. there is a story you know we were looking for ruins of a foundation of, of farmhouses but there's a story of a house that moves around yes vanishing house now what's going on with that so the uh, vanishing house, it's, again, another one of the most notorious sightings uh, of Batcher's Grove. It's said to be that of an, like an old Victorian 19th century house, probably was built back either in the 1880s or 90s. And it's said to, it, on most accounts, they usually describe it as a, as a far, most people see it from a distance. And uh, according to most encounters, they say it's, uh, it's painted white. It usually, I think, has, a, uh, I believe, a candle in one of them and a white picket fence. And on many occasions, uh, a lot of people who walk towards it, it the, more, the closer they get, the more fainter it becomes. And the strange part about the vanishing house is it's not just seen in one particular location. It's seen through different areas of the woods. It's even been sighted within the cemetery. And right. Interesting. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead Tom. Remember, Mike, when we were walking in, we saw that path to the to the left, and I said that that's where a lot of people have seen the foundation of the house. That's right. one of the off, locations off the side where, of the road, right? The, correct, and that's where a lot of people had claimed that they saw the ghostly image of the house. And the the further they stepped forward to it, it more faded into oblivion. So, you know, then um, after. After that, then it appeared on the other side of the, the road before you got to the cemetery. Uh, and, you know, and, you know, which would make more sense to have a house right next to, like, the little pond. So I kind of thought it would have been over by that pond area. And people said that they had seen a ghostly outline of a house over by the pond area. So, so yeah, it does move around. Yeah, didn't you say, and I'm not zoomed out from this photo, but didn't you say there there was an old historic photo of like an actual constructed house that was next to the pond because the pond was in the photo yeah. of that house? Yeah, there was, there was, was a family called the Fultons. I'm sorry, Nick. Um, no, okay. Yeah, they said, that the, they said it was uh, a family called the Fultons, and their grave is in, actually, Grove Cemetery. Now, they're the ones that supposedly had the house and, and the farm, and, and then they also had the plow. Now, if that's connected to the story about the runaway plow, you know, I don't know if Nick told you that part of the story about the pond, but uh, 
there was that story about the the, the, the farmer got dragged by the plow and wound up in the pond. Oh, I didn't hear it that. It was one. actually a uh, horse carriage. It was a horse carriage yeah. that was back in the uh, late 1870s. Okay. The, the horse, yeah, the horse plow. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so there's correct. a lot going yeah, on with dude, this I, pond. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, huh. and then and as, as I explained it for people who are listening to this, I know I said this to you, Mike, but for those who haven't been to Bachelors Grove, there's always this popular misconception that when it comes to locations like Bachelors Grove, people think that it's only just the cemetery itself that's active. When it's quite obvious when we were there, the energy was everywhere in the lagoon, beyond the woods. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter yep. whether you're in the cemetery or not. There's just a lot of activity throughout that entire, uh, at least a good mile, two mile area uh, all around us. Yeah. So let's go deeper into these woods right. here. Um, so we continue down the road and this is, this is that highway picking up further into the woods and you, know, you the viewers can see here that, you know, you got, all kinds of vegetation growing up trees have fallen over on top of it but that road continues on this was a highway through the area and we were searching for uh ruins of farmhouses that were back there Uh, amelia was telling me about these things as um we were doing the ghost con and so it's hard to see in this photo because of the vegetation that is still uh there but this is actually a, a, a small pit that had been the basement of one of these um, of one of these houses that we discovered. Of course, we were being a little silly in the videos and going all Blair Witch and everything. Tom was having his own private ghost hunt. <laughs> yeah. But this was cool that we actually found this. I know you guys have been looking for it before, but you know, always had a tough time finding it. You can kind of see here. You know, it's October and a lot of the vegetation is is starting to wilt away. Um, but I, I, you know, I imagine that's got to be really tough. You know midsummer oh yeah definitely i mean oh. all the times that we've gone to batcher's grove you know t- tom and i were just talking about this while we were waiting to be connected you know right i want to say that there has probably been I'm, I'm just making a guess maybe 100 200 people that have gone throughout the cemetery over these there, there was actually a huge event last year they actually uh some members from my crew had at least like over 300 people and nobody ever found or ever even seen these well, this well, because we Tom said that he was checking all over the place on the internet to see if anyone else put it on. Uh, I tried looking myself on Facebook. It was one of those kind of things where, you know, it was there, but no one knew that. It yeah, was there. this so is we were probably one of the first a month to actually find it. Yeah, this is what, what this one looks like is a cistern, and it's a little hard to tell from the photo, but you can kind of see the uh, the archway. Um, this is kind of taken at an angle from the side, um, and what I'll end up doing is splicing in some of the video that was taken because we actually found mm-hmm. maybe about six feet from here, maybe eight, um, another hole in the ground that actually looks like that was the well. It was a little bit more covered. There was a yes. concrete structure between the two, and then there was this cistern. So it looks like there was a well, maybe, I think it was Angela that said, maybe it was a little pump house or something, and maybe it pumped water from the well into the cistern uh, to help supply the house with water. And that could be very or well the be farm. the case. Yeah. 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 So um, I do have a little show and tell here real quick. So get back to... Uh, so this is actually... Uh, a brick from that that farmhouse that was there. Um, 
Now, Amelia was telling us that you know, even today, uh, if you go through there and rummage around enough, you can find, sometimes you might find a uh, historic bottle, other little artifacts. Uh, we weren't finding so much of, of that around there, but I'm sure if we kept you know, rummaging around and digging out some of the vegetation, we could have found it. But uh, there were definitely bricks there. And so I did go ahead and grab one of those, um, kind of like what we did at Gore Orphanage. Um, and, you know, it's right. it's... I'm surprised Shauna let you bring that book in. <laughs> I, I haven't even brought it. I haven't even brought it in the house yet. Well, I'm in the studio, so um, yeah. So, so it's it's a maybe a loud out here. I don't know, um, but still, this is a piece of that farmhouse that you know we can at least you know recognize now as because I mean that stuff is going to be out there, maybe get filled in. Who knows what's going to happen to it um, over the years, but. Um, that's a piece of the construction there now that we can hang on to and, and actually remember. Um, but there's a, uh, a question here from Darren Buss. Uh, has anyone tried to get into the vanishing house? Now, Tom, I think you were saying that it, it fades away as you get closer to it. It, it would, it, you would see it from a distance and as you start to approach closer to the house, it would slowly start to fade away. Okay. So like a mirage. So uh, no one, no, no one ever, ever got to a ho- house, a regular structure of a house. You know. Although I, so I should add, however, um, that and I, I remember reading this a couple of years ago. I don't know if this was Bachelor's Grove or a different location that had a that also had a vanishing house. There was a rumor, and Tom, you probably never heard of this. There was a rumor that supposedly there was a bunch of kids who saw the vanishing house. One of them supposedly actually made it to the, to the house, opened the door and walked in. I, I mostly yeah. it's probably just an urban legend. Supposedly the house vanished and they never heard from him again, but I'm not sure if that was Bachelor's Grove or a different location that had a vanishing house. I, but I do remember hearing a story about that. Well, oh, and I heard Tom's I cat. I think that was the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we were talking all kinds of Blair Witch on that, on that hike. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's, it's funny. I think the, like the yeah, yeah, we were having a lot of fun with that. But, you know, I, I think, you know, a lot of story elements have taken, you know, uh, the vanishing house. Like the, the show Lost used the vanishing house for Jacob's cabin. It would move around the island. You could get into it if you could find it, but the trick was finding it because it would move around. Um, so there's actually a, uh, a question here for Shauna. This is from uh, Lindsay Haynes Tully. Shauna, you mentioned the cemeteries aren't inactive for you when you visit. Do you have a sense of what you might encounter if you had been able to go? Of what you might have encountered if you'd been able to go? I usually pick up on the same stuff in almost every cemetery I go to. Um, and like where some people don't think cemeteries are all that active i don't think that they're active because of the remains that are buried there necessarily um but who knows what was there before the cemeteries were and like i said sometimes um i think people will visit if they feel drawn to people that are visiting i think it's just an energy thing so uh bachelor's grove is on my bucket list so um 
Uh, <laughs> the we categories. Miss you so much. We want to categorize. That was that was my bucket list to take you and Shauna, Mike, and 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 go out there. I says, well, I got half of my bucket list no, now. I got to wait for Shauna to get up here. Yeah, it was just we'll, we'll finish it. It was just one of those where you know she she works every other weekends and she was free the weekend for Ash Bash, so she came out to Ash Bash with me. But she had to work for yeah. Ghost Gun. Maybe it'll work out differently next year. And then um, you know, Ursula Ursula's already invited. Yeah, and Ursula Ursula has already invited me back to uh, Ghost Con for next year. So hopefully that weekend we'll uh, we'll work off of Shauna, and then yeah, we'll we'll definitely go to. I'm, we'll I'm ready. Work. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm all ready to. I, I have to admit, I know I'm just I'm talking to you beforehand, but I'm pretty much all ready to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd be happy to go back. You know, I had a, a really great time in this adventure in the woods. I'll kind of back through the, uh, you know, the photos here a little bit. You know, cause that's the that's that's the cistern. You got the uh, the foundation there, uh, the the road through the woods, the creek, yeah, the creepy mm -hmm. pond, and then of course the uh, the cemetery in the road in so um, i think you're missing i think you're missing one photograph i remember taking of you but i i'm not saying a word <laughs> yeah I, I didn't i didn't put it on there um <laughs> but um yeah i mean we tried we tried to recreate yeah we we tried to recreate the uh this photo with me sitting there so um yeah but i i have that in my collection so it's there what is what is I'm not a photographer, but what is that? Whenever you someone's sitting there and you take a picture and you do something with the camera, and as they get up slowly and walk away, they look like a ghost sitting there in the oh, shot. the double exposure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could do that and make yourself a ghost. No, you can, you can. So, um, so I do want to we, thank you guys for. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I do want to thank you guys for joining us tonight and. Um, and talking about our adventure at Bachelor Grove. So I did post up on both the Facebook page, uh, the Hunter Road Media Facebook page, my and I shared it to my personal one, and then uh, the IGTV, uh, those videos that we that we took out there. So please go ahead and check those out. Um, Shauna and I will continue to converse a little bit about cemeteries and adventures. And uh, yeah, you guys took a look at those? Okay. Cool, cool. All right, so Tom and Nick, thank you very well, much for yeah, joining us great tonight. To have you. Talk to you guys about it. And uh, Shana, we missed you. Believe me, we missed you. Yeah, we really wish you were with us uh, for Bachelor's Grove, especially. Special road trip. Special road trip. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe if you know if it's not a ghost con thing, we'll take a special road trip. But um, you know, definitely at a yep. time like right now, where the vegetation is down, so we can go back to those ruins because I think that's something Sean and I are going to continue to talk about here a little bit. Are you know finding ruins like that in the woods and in the, in the energy that's around those type of things because that's happened in our other adventures before too. So, um, so if I can just say well, one, yeah, go ahead. If Nick. I can just say one thing. You know, if you guys are ever back in Chicago, there's any other locations that you guys haven't been to. You know, you uh, Tom and I would be happy to bring you to any other locations that you guys would like to go to if we can get into them. Hopefully, hopefully yep. in the future. If we can try to get back into Joliet Prison, so you know, right. Tom hey. and I will be there very quickly. Absolutely. Uh, you guys want to give a quick shout out to your uh, paranormal team? Sure. Uh, Tommy, there. Oh, I think we lost Tom again. That's all right. Just finish <laughs> it up, Nick. Yeah, we did. Okay. Well, for to, to speak up for Tom, uh, 
this for uh, Northern Illinois Paranormal Association, and uh, which is Tom's group. And I just want to give out my group to Illinois Paranormal Force and our other group, Midnight Paranormal Society. Awesome. All right. You guys have a great night, and um, you know we'll we'll definitely do some more adventures here soon. This this was a fun one, so I appreciate all yeah, the information and ghost Thank- stories. You're very welcome. Thanks again, Mike. All right, have a good night. See you later. So that was uh, Tom McNicholas and Nick Moulet. So uh, but a, a couple of great guys right there. Um, they're always very, very supportive of Haunted Road Media, and um, you know whether it's here on the on the channel or at events or just you know wearing our merch, you know. It's, a couple of great guys, but um, yeah, Shauna, I can't wait to get you uh, out there because it really reminded me, and in one of the videos I mentioned it, of the Gore Orphanage area where you had the ruins back in the woods, you had the the road that's abandoned, and you know, to me it did have a similar energy. Of course, there were a lot more people there this time, so um, a little bit different with, but it draws the same type of crowd too. You know, people that have heard these urban legends and they want to go check it out for themselves. And so you'll get the, you know, the crazy kids out there and things like that. But um, I know that you've at least been to the Gore Orphanage area. What type of energy have you experienced at places like this before with the ruins and the ground and the abandoned roads and, and, you know, a place that had life but is now no longer there? Well, the first time at uh, Swift Mansion, a.k.a. Gore Orphanage area. I've been saying it, Gore Orphanage, because that's the way everybody knows it, but it's Swift Mansion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We were kind of in a rush, and so I I was preoccupied, so I really didn't... The only thing that I felt the first time was the sensation of being watched from a little further away, like in another part of the woods. Um, the second time was a lot different and just walking around, you know, I wasn't a hundred percent sure of the exact layout of the house, um, without looking at the picture of it, just where the entrance was. And then, but then walking around the area where rooms might have been, I was starting to pick up on, um, I was starting to pick up on some um, illness, like some symptoms of some kind. And I um, wasn't really 100% sure, you know, even even if I'm, you know, reading stuff, I don't always, right. you know, once I get to wherever it is I'm going, it's like my brain just kind of flings it out and then it's like going in blind again. Uh, and I don't know if I do, if it does it on purpose, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Um, but I was starting to feel something walking around in the area where you know the different rooms in the house would have been um definitely felt like more than you know one set of eyes watching and then this time that second time we were able to actually you know venture out and walk the same you know trails same paths that you know those kids would have uh walked so the energy was a lot different yeah that time yeah, and it's way different. Yeah, and it's like that. Each time you go, there seems to be something a little bit different. But I think you also learn something new every time you go too. That 
you know, maybe if the energy is a little bit stronger, a little bit weaker that particular day, there's something else you can focus on. Um, Marcellus Wolinski asked, do you investigate non-video style anymore? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and really this thing out at Bachelors Grove, um, we weren't really investigating. I was kind of giving or getting a tour, uh, from, from Tom and Nick. I decided to record part of it. Um, and almost kind of, almost kind of a follow up here. Lindsay, uh, Tully asking Mike, did you bring any stones with you? No, this was like completely impromptu. So I had, you know, I wasn't intending on going to Bachelors Grove or doing investi any investigating there that weekend. It was just going to be the conference. And if I had some free time, right, because I need to get my book finished. Um, but Tom uh, pointed out to me, hey, um, you know, since you're headed out to Ohio the next day, Bachelors Grove is on the way. You know, I can take you out there if you'd like to uh, if you'd like to check it out. And so it was like, yeah, sure. So Nick came along um, So we were talking about it like i said amelia was giving us some details of uh, of bachelor's grove um uh eric uh klein showed up the second day of the the conference and um you know he had heard it, it seemed like for a while like a whole bunch of people were going to go the, the word was getting around that we were going to bachelor's mm -hmm. grove after the conference and so um you know eric was just like uh can can i come along i've never been and it's like yeah absolutely if you've never been definitely come on come on along and like I said, there were a ton of other people there anyway. But no, I didn't have anything with me because uh, I wasn't intending on in doing an investigation that week. And so the only thing I had was my iPhone. And so that's what all the all the video was for. And you know, I just I I, I like to be able to share our adventures. And since you know we're out there exploring, why not? You know, just pop the phone on a little bit and and do it. So yeah. Um. But yeah, kind of, um, so Jared Osborne uh, says, Shana, I'm with you. Uh, though they're not active like house hauntings, they've used equipment and just have chats. Some have been kind enough to help with missing persons uh, looking where I can't go. Interesting, okay. Um, so Robert Hanna, is Bachelors Grove the most haunted cemetery in the country? I don't know. I don't know. That's, I mean, there's a lot of haunted cemeteries in the country. They're supposed to be pretty popular. Oh, no we've been to some haunted cemeteries oh yeah yeah we've there's some that are more active than others you know if i if it's one that i i'll tell you one that that wasn't really all that active even though it's beautiful is oak grove in jersey Valley. oh yeah with the with the colors yeah, like I didn't really, except for my phone kept dying at this one spot. <laughs> but then when I would walk away from it or get back on, it, it'd pop right back on. And I it I has... think they just didn't want me to take, whoever it was, didn't want me to take a picture. But man, that was a beautiful statue, though. And I, I was determined to take a picture. Yeah. It's beautiful out there. Well, uh, Oak Grove has a legend of the lady in black there. We have a couple of videos on that on the Hunter Road Media YouTube channel. But. If you look at the uh, photo I have as my profile photo right now with Shauna and I, it was last year at Oak Grove with the with the colors of the trees and everything. So yeah, it's really pretty. Yeah. Um, but something that Tom mentioned uh, that I don't know if anybody really caught uh, was he was talking about how quiet it is in Bachelors Grove Cemetery. Yes, it has one of the most famous ghost photos out there right now. Um, but other than that, and I think some people have caught some EVPs out there it's generally from what i understand a 
quiet cemetery that, um, you know, they talk about how it doesn't really get a lot of bugs in there, that you might hear a branch fall, but you don't ever see it fall in the cemetery. You know, that there's just things that don't happen in the cemetery that happen all around it. Um, so I think it's really interesting about that. that it seems like most of the actual hauntings, other than that one photo, go on all around the cemetery, but not within it. So a very haunted area there around Bachelor's Grove, but the cemetery itself isn't necessarily very haunted. But it does have one of the most compelling ghost photographs ever. <laughs> so um, it makes it a very interesting area for sure. Um, and I and I loved all the history that everybody was sharing um, with, with the old highway and the houses and all that over the weekend. Um, you know, one of the stories about that when we uh, showed the the photo of the creek was that apparently when they decided to tear that bridge, and it had been a wooden bridge, and uh, you know, a car uh, apparently crashed or ran off the bridge or something. So that's when they decided to move the bridge. That's the story. Uh, that I was told that that's when they decided to remove the bridge. So, um, let's see. So, uh, Lindsay Tolley, do you think the atmosphere would have been darker if you had visited in the evening? I asked because you didn't mention feeling anything negative when you were there. Um, possibly. Um, it's tough to go there at night because the police do patrol the area. They know a lot of people there because of how notorious it is, like to visit there at night. And even we were when we were headed out, um, which it was starting to get a little darker at that point in time, um, and the mist was getting a little heavier, there were people streaming in. I mean, like, loads more people than were already there. So I think that place might be very difficult to investigate at night because even if the, the, the police patrol there and boot a bunch of people out, I think you're always going to have people trying to sneak in, screw around, and, and do things like that at that particular spot because it's become so notorious over the years. So, yeah, I've, but We've been to cemeteries that are just as active during the day as they are at night. Um, there's some of them where I think the only... The only thing that's dark about a cemetery at night is the color of the sky. I mean, I don't really feel like, you know, you know, if there is different energy in a cemetery at night, maybe it's just that time that that energy chooses to come out. Maybe it feels. Yeah, I mean, we've been to tons of cemeteries at all times of different times of the day. And I mean, I think the only time I ever really got to the point like, oh, this might be a bad moment at a cemetery um was it was Earlsboro Cemetery in uh, Oklahoma and there was a growl out from in the woods that sounded like a a, a mountain lion or a bobcat you know so it's <laughs> so yeah. one of those like I've had that too yeah so it's like the wildlife um or the time of the coyotes at uh, at Black Bear Church in the cemetery across the street because uh, they were getting really close so those were like you know but that's you know, wildlife, not not supernatural, you yeah. know. That's the only thing I would worry about at night is, you know, wildlife coming out, so. Yeah. Um, Kathy Seaver saying that she's reading a book about Bachelor's Grove by Wendy Moxley Rowe, full of knowledge about uh, Bachelor's Grove. Yeah, um, Ursula Bilski gave me her book that she wrote on Bachelor's Grove, so um, that, and that was pretty good size uh, from, I think it was History Press to put hers together, so um 
So yeah, there's definitely some good books out there on Bouncer's Grove. Uh, so be sure to check those out. Um, let's see if you guys have any other questions here. So Lindsay Tully, I wonder if the land doesn't allow living things to inhabit the location. I mean, there might be something with that land. You know, we might have to do a little bit more research on what had been at the cemetery before it was a cemetery. You, you never know. You know, you know. Native American land, possibly. You, you don't know. I mean, there's a lot that seems to be going on with that pond. Um, and then there was a house that had been there. And so it's, you don't know what happened right there. But it seems like quite a bit, you know. Um, yeah, Michelle Judkins Allison makes an excellent point. Spirits don't care what time it is. That's a great point. They yeah. experience pernal activity every time of the day. I kind of wonder, you know, because sometimes I will we'll ask. You know, it's like yeah. uh, whenever it's like not too active or, or like when we used to go upstairs at the boat, I would yeah. always apologize. I'd be like, I hope I'm not, you know, you know, maybe it's not so active up here at this particular time because, hey, maybe it's, the time when they weren't the most active maybe it was at night you know so then you always ask you know it's it's uh you know i say what day of the week it is and it's about you know whatever time um you know it's dark i see that it's dark outside it's dark in here you know is it dark here you know is it dark is Mm -hmm. it light you know what do you see but it of course nobody ever answers right but (laughs) but um but i always ask so, because I want to know too. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Philip Adrian Booth has joined the chat. Says, "Hey guys, with a big heart." So great to see you, Philip. I saw him this past weekend there at uh, Chicago Ghost Con. So um, they stayed in the ice box with us. Yeah, <laughs> at Ashbash. Yeah, Ooh, it was, <laughs> it was a little chilly there, but uh, yeah, we got yeah. a chance to to hang out, get to know each other a little bit here uh, this past weekend, which is great because I've known his brother, uh, you know, Christopher for a few years here, and and uh, and Rachel is uh, Christopher's wife. But this was, you know, we met for the first time at Ashbash, just kind of like hey, real quick. But uh, we finally got a chance to to hang out and meet and visit and have a couple of drinks together, and so had a good time. Um, so, uh, Jared's saying that Wendy helped Ursula on, uh, on that book. So, okay, cool. So that's good that they're all sharing information, collaborating. And, um, cause that's, I think that really helps when, you know, you work with other people on getting all this information, uh, together. Cause somebody might've discovered something over here, somebody else over there, and then you share it together. And I think, um, there's too many people in this industry that try to hang on to every single little bit of uh, information they have, and I'm not sure why, because it's they they might have a piece of the puzzle over here that'll help complete this thing over there to finally get the whole picture of what's going on, you know. So, you know, without getting those pieces together, I mean, I, I, this happens all the time when I do research, and you know, you do research too. So, yeah. um, we've discovered that in doing things together, like you know, you'll be off, you know trying to figure something out over there we're, we're on the same topic and i'll be like that time we were up till four in the morning hmm. and um we're going back and forth on the phone and um this is back when i lived in ohio she was still out here and what the heck were we researching this, stuff in campsville right school yeah we were doing research on the grade school and we're finding all this stuff really late at night and so something that shauna was finding was fitting into something i was finding and yeah, so a place like Bachelors Grove where there's so much history 
but also so many different legends that you don't know where the root of it is. You know, any type of help like that that people can give is is fantastic. So, um, all right. Is there anything else we want to finish up with here? Um, I think that's about it for tonight. You know, I mean, I really want to get you out there to Bachelors Grove. You know, it's a wonderful place. If you guys have not been, um, I mean, it's Chicago. There's plenty of other things to do around Chicago too. So, you know, make a, you know, make an adventure of it. You know, do the Resurrection Mary thing, which, you know, I did that uh, Saturday night. Tom took me out there and uh, the TikTok has the the video that I took of that. It's like just a little one minute thing. Um, so yeah, you could do the Resurrection Mary stuff. Of course, there's the, uh, you know, it's all kinds of Al Capone stuff and mobsters and H.H. Holmes and, you know, stuff like that. So plenty of things to do around that area. Hit Bachelors Grove while you're there. So you will not be disappointed because it's not just the cemetery. It's that whole area in there. You got Haunted Road. You got the Haunted Forest. You've got the Creepy Mist. You know, ruins of housing foundations and old cisterns and, you know, Haunted Pond. And <laughs> it's a lot of cool stuff. I know. I miss all the fun I know, stuff. I know. 